0: You're listening to the Hogs Illustrated Sports Club podcast. Here's your host, Chip Sousa of the Hogs Sports Network. This is Chip Sousa with Hogs Sports Network. We're here at the Hogs Illustrated Sports Club luncheon today. This is football week. The season kicks off next week, and we got Arkansas football coach Sam Pittman here today. We're also gonna honor a couple of outstanding prep teams. We're gonna to talk to first, the Shiloh Christian clay shooting team that won a state championship this past spring. And here is Coach Joletta to talk about her Saints. So, Giletta, uh, you know, clay shooting, target shooting, uh, trap shooting, how did you get involved in that? Our
1: son, We was on the founding team at Shiloh. And the first year we had 45 kids and two coaches. And we said, oops. So my husband and I both joined and started coaching, and I took over the team about four years ago.
0: <laughs> now this program, is it, it goes through the Arkansas Game and Fish, is yes. that right? Okay. Yes.
1: We shoot through the what's called Arkansas Shooting Sports now, okay. at Youth Shooting Sports, and uh, it is born from the Game and Fish. We also participate in what's called the USA High School Play League okay. also and they also shoot in what's called uh, ATA and the ATA has a subset called AIM so all of my kids participate in one of those as gotcha. well.
0: And you've got all three of your top shooters back is that right?
1: Yes uh, actually I got top four. Top
0: four okay. <laughs> three, okay.
1: The three here today are top in the state in the clay league um, yeah I'm looking forward uh, to going back down there this year we got to the sweet 16 this year uh, at the state tournament. Uh, Arkansas has got some of the best shooters in the state. I'll give my shout out to the rest of the group. They're the best shooters in the
0: USA. <laughs> well, congratulations, and uh, go, get the, go get another one. Uh, we're trying to. <laughs> Thank you. I'm talking with Jackie Clement. She is the cheer coach at Siloam Springs. They are the 6A, 5A co-ed state champions in Arkansas. We're also national champions this past year. This is Coach Clement. So, Jackie, you, National champions, I mean, wow. Yes. Did you think you guys could be that good coming in until last
2: year? Yes, we did. We had a really great season. We had been winning at all our competitions. We went to state, won state, and then we did our research and we felt like we could do really well at nationals. So we went to nationals and we came in first, Hawaii came in second, and California came in third.
0: How, how many hours do you guys you know, devote to, to your routines and things like that a week?
2: Uh, we spend many, many hours. So we start our routine in May. And so we'll start working our routine in May for December. And we'll work, I mean, up to 10 to 12 hours a week. Wow. And so sometimes more, sometimes less, because we have athletes that play other sports. Okay. So we work around all their schedules. But it's, it's a time-consuming sport, but my athletes are very devoted to it.
0: And you were a national champion cheerleader. I was, Yeah, Tell me yes. about
2: that. Uh, when I was in cheerleading um, in high school, I graduated from Claremore High School and was a state uh, cheerleader. And then we also went in to win nationals in the same year. So it was a really cool experience for me to bring my team and be able to do the exact same thing, win state and nationals in the same year.
0: That, congratulations. Thank you
2: so much. You bet.
3: Coach, we appreciate you being here. Oh, my pleasure. You know, you said something, you're walking out of the room, or actually, I think you were still on stage the other day, you were talking about uh, Trajan Jeffcoat, Coat. Yeah. This, this is what an All-American defensive end looks like now, yeah. versus uh, 40 years ago. Yeah, I should have wore black
4: that day, because hey, I can stood we up. Show uh, what an yeah, defensive on, end?
3: Can, can we show what an All-American defensive end looked like 40 years ago? Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs>
4: Everybody asks if that that photo was shopped. No. Now, can I tell a story or no? Yeah. Back in the old days, the old guys, the alumni, played the varsity in the spring game. So you'd come back. And that was, I had had ACL surgery. And I came back. And of course, we was getting ready Friday night down at the local bar and drinking a few beers, trying to figure out how we're going to beat these, you know, the young guys. I said, hey, I'm going to bring a 12-pack in an igloo. I'm not going to play, but I'm going to dress out. You old guys won't come over there between series and, you know, try to get drunk or whatever you want to do. <laughs> not promoting it, but I'm just saying. <laughs> and somebody took that picture. I did not know. And that's a, that's a tr- real picture. You see all the people in the stands. Big spring game there at Pittsburgh State. <laughs> and, and, and somebody about 10 years ago or whatever, so that would have been, you know, a, a 30-year picture or whatever. Somebody about 10 years ago posted that picture on Twitter. I was the happiest guy in the world. <laughs> I thought, man, is that a cool picture, you know? Me and Roger. Who was that? Johnny U. Johnny U. had the uh, cigar or something. But anyway, that's, a, that's real. And, and uh, I don't know about the All-American part, but the picture was real. I'm glad you
3: could. I've always wondered about the origins of that picture. Sad.
4: yeah I don't know who it was I don't know who took it
3: you played with Willie
4: I had Fritz. several girlfriends you know so I don't know <laughs> go hogs <Hawks. laughs> I'm sorry you're no. trying to ask questions <laughs> and I'm I'm mad living
3: yeah, can you guys hear me can you hear my mic oh, a little bit okay I think they're turning it up we may have to share here there we go you played with Willie Fritz I at, did At Pitt state there's a picture of him when he was playing there He's yeah got like a mohawk and I mean, you guys look like you had a lot of fun at that stage we
4: did and I mean Willie went with four other guys and each one of them got a different haircut one of them was not me but he got a mohawk one guy shaved his you know shaved his head and his eye eyebrows and yeah um there was there was four of them did that uh, we we had a great time Willie was two years older than me he's head coach at Tulane you know and mm-hmm great coach, great dude. And uh, yeah, we had a great we had a great time.
3: You know, to have successful coaches come out of one program, I, I think that's always kind of fascinating. Like uh, Dave Van Horn, you look at when he was at Nebraska. Mm. They had assistants who've gone to become head coaches, players who have become D1 head coaches or big time assistants. Uh, What did you learn at Pitt State, and do you think there was something there that allowed multiple people to come out and have success? Well, I
4: I do think that it it was a tough program, you know, I'm sure Nebraska, you know, Mm -hmm. is a tough program. And then I think you have to like your coach enough to say, man, I'd like to do that. I think it's probably in anything. You have to like who you're working with or who you're working for enough to go, man, I wish I was him. At some, at some point in your life, you go, man, if I was him, man, what, what, what would my life look like? And uh, I think we had, with Ron Randleman, who was the coach there, and we had a guy that, you know, we saw a lot of success, a good man, helped us in every way, and, and uh, I think that's probably why Pitt State had, had a lot of guys that had somewhat of success.
3: Let's talk a little bit about your team. Something that dawned on me is this is your fourth year here yeah, In three straight preseasons. You haven't had to answer the big question: Who's your quarterback? You yeah. know who your quarterback is. How how gratifying is that?
4: I think it's a lot better than some of the other schools, you know. Um, but I my my biggest concern wasn't KJ. It was Jacoby Criswell. Mm. You know, my I mean, if you look back at it, and are we recording this or no? I mean, we should. Are we? probably are never mind but if you look back at some games last year and we have kj mm-hmm. we, we're not sitting here at seven at six i mean we're not and uh so i think with jacoby because he can really play uh, if something happened you know kj got the stomach flu or whatever um we'd be we'd be set so I love KJ. I think I think the easiest way to say it. He was trying to be a leader. Uh, he became a leader of the offense, and now he's become the leader of the football team.
3: How is, how important is it for your quarterback to be the leader of your team? Does it does it matter?
4: Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, every everything every league's quarterback driven. Maybe not high school, but probably is too. Uh, quarterback driven, and uh, if you if you don't have a good one, you, you you're going to struggle. Um, especially against the really good teams. And so I think everything's quarterback driven and, and when you have one I think your whole team has a lot more confidence than if you don't. And I think at times we might have felt that even last year.
3: You talked about Danny knows as a quarterback coach, yeah, a position coach. I don't know if I could tell you what's different about KG, but something looks different in, in his footwork, his mechanics. He looks like a different quarterback. Well,
4: quarterback. he is. <clears throat> Technically, he's a lot he's a lot better. But I also think, you know, anytime you pay attention to somebody and they're a good person, they're going to get better. And he we've had three indies, which is 15 minutes a day, where he is getting coached constantly, him and all the other guys. And, and uh, nothing negative against him. It's just the way people thought. It just hasn't always been that way. And I think it, when you're around somebody that's constantly pumping positive things and information to you, I think you want to get better, and I think that's why he has.
3: One of the groups that stood out to me this has been your defensive line. Yeah. I mean, I'm a big guy, and usually I'm about as big as the defensive line. I and mean, these guys are, are towering over me. I mean, they're 6'5", 6'6". 310, 320, I mean, this, this looks like a, a different kind of defensive line than you've had before.
4: We're well, we're deep, I mean, we're probably nine deep, and uh, Deke's, Deke's done a really nice job of recruiting. We've got two out of the portal inside and two out of them outside, two ends outside that are really good players, I mean, really good players, and and, uh, and then we've developed the guys that we had, uh, but there's no doubt in my mind we're every we're, we're bit of too deep with good players, not like, oh, well, I mean, we, we can be in a two-deep rotation if we want to, but I think, you know, some of the guys step, stepping out there, uh, Jeff coach a, a player mm-hmm. and uh, uh, re- really good. We've got several of them, but um, you got to know where he's at on the football field if you're an offensive football team.
3: I think this time last year you were a little worried about your depth on the defensive line, especially interior-wise. Did that prompt you to go get more guys? So. Yeah, I think
4: I think if you're recruiting for three positions, you know, if you're playing an odd front and you're recruiting for three uh, again, you, you've you got to hit. And uh, then we, you know, I always liked a four-man front. We just didn't have the guys to do it. Barry liked it as well, but we just didn't have the guys to do it. But uh, I think I challenged Deke a little bit like Kirby Smart challenged me when I got to Georgia. You know, he said, you got to do something about that room. You know, and And I think I did, you know, uh, I know but I know Dcas and and he's changed the room. You wanna be a good coach? Coach good players. I mean, it's pretty simple, you know. And if I used to take offense, they used to say, Well, he ain't very good coach, but he sure can recruit. Well, what the hell? (laughs) (laughs) We're winning. So I mean, okay, I'm a terrible coach, but we just kicked your you know what.
3: Uh, they're going against your offensive line every day. What yeah. do you see from
4: the linemen? Like them. Got two young tackles, but I like them. I think they're going to be really good players. We are developing depth. Guy I like Chambly, Andrew Chambly. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, uh, Devin Manuel's been out uh, with a couple of injuries. And, I mean, he's fine, but he's been out. Chambly sh- sh- has surprised the whole building. I mean, he's a good player now. Kid out of Little Rock, out of. Uh, um, Momel. Momel. Mm-hmm. and I mean, really good player. And so we're, we're creating depth there. Uh, we're not near as deep on the O-line as we are on the D-line, but I'll, I, I'll say we've got eight at least, a minimum, that we can win SEC games with.
3: But, Chambley, how much were you seeing that before Devin got hurt, and how much of it was just him taking advantage of that opportunity? I,
4: I think he just I think he just took advantage of, of the opportunity. Uh, you know, what happens is when you watch film and you're, and you're watching them against the twos and you're going, man, that's a pretty good job against whoever. And then you watch them against someone you've, you've seen create havoc in the backfield and they're not, then you change your opinion. You know, you go, man, it, if he can do it against him, he can do it against so-and-so's team's defensive end. And that's, that's really what's happening with him. And, and uh, he's pretty good. What do you think you've learned about your team during the last 16, 17 days? Tough. We've got a tough team. We have a together team. Uh, yesterday, Jaden Wilson. Uh, Jaden Wilson's got a little A.C. Uh, deal. Not bad, but he was in a green, and he goes out for a pass. He falls down. I mean, they get a little bit of a collision. He lands on it. Okay. The most concerned guys about him were the DBs. When you have a team like that, it wasn't they running around, they're they're looking at him. The next play on film, you see Jaden Johnson, he's over there looking at him to make sure he's okay and things like that. When you have a team like that, you knock hell out of each other and you help each other up during practice. When you have a team like that, that's the thing that I've most learned about this this group. They care about each other. People say it all the time, but hell, you can talk it all you want. Show me if you do. And they're showing that. And uh, I, I really like this football team uh, a lot. You've had two scrimmages, and, and that's a good segue. You've had two scrimmages.
3: And I've seen coaches come in from that second scrimmage not real happy because yeah. well, you came off the field the other day. You're happy.
4: Yeah, yeah. You, hot you, too. Yeah, that thing's man. hot, man.
3: You, you and your wife, I mean, you're knocking on the window, waving at the players. Yeah. I think that's an indication that, that you do like what you're seeing.
4: Yeah, I like our team. We're tough. Uh, we don't complain. I like that day. It's, it's, Specifically, because we had some adversity—a little bit on offense, the defense getting after us a little bit. On offense, uh, we could have broke a little bit. It was hot. Could have broke. Now we did have a couple personal fouls there at the end, but oh hell, a little bit of fighting ain't gonna hurt nobody. And you know, in practice 15, I mean, I used to throw down too. You know, as long as I knew I could whip him which I went over to the punter one time, got after him. But um, but, <laughs> but anyway, I do like our team. Uh, part of that was K.J., you know, going in, hey, you don't need me at 10 minutes. All you got, Coach, 10 minutes. And I'm like, well, you got to talk to Kyle. So I kept the whole time looking at Kyle, and Kyle wouldn't look back because I was like, one time I said, what do I say? We're trying to set a national press conference record? And sometimes I'm in there like 30 minutes, and they're asking me questions. And I love all of you that ask you questions. But the thing is, I, I just came off the field. I ain't seen the film or anything. So sometimes my answers are not right. You know, I'm going, I, and then guess what? Y'all see it, and then you write about it, and it, and it kind of makes me look kind of silly. But y'all, y'all cover up for me. When I do that, and I appreciate it. Because, like, somebody asked me about Max Fletcher, and he was on our team, and he was our punter. And I go, Who? (laughs) And then somebody, and then somebody, who was it? Somebody said, You know, coach, you're punter. Oh, hell yeah, the kid from Australia, you know. (laughs) And then I called him something, the other name, like I call him that all the time. But I appreciate you covering for me when I do that.
3: I wanted to ask you real quick, um, you stepped in as a head coach at a really unique time because you've got the NIL, you've got the unlimited transfers, or or for the most part, uh, extra year because of COVID. Yeah. Do you think that, number one, tell us about roster management and how important that is for you. I I figure you're probably looking ahead to to next year, even when you're in the season, because you don't want things to get away from you. But also, do you think it helped not being a head coach, not having any kind of preconceived ways of, of doing things that... Maybe you been able to manage this better?
4: Well, I think the only thing right now in this world about being a coach before is it would be frustrating. Mm-hmm. I mean, because everything's changed. I mean, number of scholarships, number of kids you can have in preseason camp, uh, I could replace fifty guys if we had to, you know what I mean? And before it was all roster management is huge, but the old thing where you go up on your board and you say, I want five running backs, I want seventeen offensive linemen. I want this, that now that's that's you can do that all you want, but it's a waste of time. What happens is you gotta figure out who's gonna leave. Somebody's always gonna shock you. Somebody's gonna walk in and, and they're gonna leave and you, you had them on the board, there's no way they're going to leave, and they're going to come in and, and leave on you, and that's going to shock you. So uh, I, our new uh, guy in recruiting, he wanted to go over the board with me and all this, and I said, hey, I've been here long enough to know if you're number 17, go to 30, and then just figure it out. And guys, that's nothing against, I promise you, I hope and I believe that we treat our kids fair. we got a daddy in here, he'll tell you, but um, we treat our kids fair. We treat them with respect, but sometimes they just leave. I mean, that's just what it is. They want opportunity to play and those things. And we have to understand both ways. We have to understand the one that we think, okay, he probably needs to leave, and the one that you're going, I don't want him to leave. But they're both just leaving, right? So I think part of me, I can name you one or two. I'm not going to, but in my mind, that left, and I'm going, well, you know, it's like I was hurt like a a relationship, you know what I mean, where somebody broke up with you and the other ones, I'm breaking up with them, you know. You can't have it both ways. So I think I learned a little bit about that as well. But roster management is is the essential part and I was just ecstatic that we end up getting to eighty five.
3: One more for you. I was going to ask you about the air conditioner. I'm just kidding. I know you don't like answering about
4: the air conditioner and the indoor air control. conditioner. So uh, no, uh, no I'm, Go ahead. I'm getting ready. To answer. Go ahead. <laughs> so Pat Doherty is our chief of staff now. He was just a regular old guy, and now his title is like chief of staff. I call him Project Pat now because until that AC project gets done, mm-hmm. I just call him Project. So his name's Project Pat, supposedly. In two minutes, they're going to crank the A.C. up in the indoor. Now, I don't know if that's right because it's been two weeks or two months. You know, it's been a minute. Mm -hmm. And uh, hopefully we get it in there. We have to go inside because when they twirl the little thing and it's too hot, you can't go outside. And uh, so we have to go uh, inside. Hopefully we'll get the air conditioner.
3: I was looking in Grove, Oklahoma. The uh, heat index was 127 two days ago. Wasn't too much less here, but...
4: Yeah, what was it in Claremore, about 100?
3: Yeah, I'm not sure. I didn't look at Claremore. <laughs> hey, one more. Uh, the off-season. You, you mentioned something yesterday. You said you didn't
4: lose your team.
3: There, there were people who thought that... Hell maybe, no I didn't
4: lose my team.
3: You know, there were people who thought that the exodus of, of players might... You didn't lose your team, and, and then when you and I talked in May, you,
4: you really liked the vibe of your building. Love it. Love everybody in there. We've got most powerful go- girls, women, I wouldn't trade any of them for anybody. We're powerful. Our girls are our ladies working in that building? Powerful. And then we're all on the same page. It's a lot of fun uh, uh, going in there and working. but you know I did have somebody send me a quote from somebody that said, you know did I lose you know he said I lost the team and we're gonna win a whole bunch of games and I'm gonna send his, I'm gonna send that quote back for him. Now that's a waste of my time. But he needs to know, no, hell no, we ain't lost nothing. And they said that before we went and played the Liberty Bowl. We got a good football team. We got great fans. Come out there and raise a little hell for us if you would. We need you. You know, what's home field advantage? Home field advantage ain't about travel guys. I mean, they're traveling with TVs and first class and all kind. It's about the people in the stadium when you get there. That's that's the home field advantage, and if we can have it, we'll have a hell of a home 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 season this year. And we appreciate every one of you. I don't know if you're done, but that was kind of my farewell.
3: That's it. That's
4: it. Sam, we appreciate you coming. Thank you. you. Go Um, on.
0: Thanks for listening to the podcast today. Again, this was from the Hogs Illustrated Sports Club Luncheon. We'll be back in two weeks on September the 6th when we will have former Arkansas Razorback Raymond House. He will join us to talk about his career at the University
3: of Arkansas. The proceeding has been a production of the Hogs Sports Network. Look for our daily podcasts on Apple, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform. For more Razorbacks coverage, go to wholehogsports.com or follow the Hogs Sports Network reporters on social media.